Spartans versus Fighting Illini this upcoming Saturday. This is a big one for Michigan State, but also Illinois is having a big season on their end. We have Andrew Pastoric of Oski Talk and the Champagne Room here to break it down for us. Let's go. Our Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The most lovely people in the entire world. Yes, I'm talking about you, the viewers, you, the listeners of Lockdown Spartans, but also this gentleman over here, Drew Pastoric of Oski Talk of the Champagne Room. He's going to talk to us about his fighting Illini here in a hot second. But before I let him speak, hey, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Speaking of betting, Drew, you're, you're fighting Illini. 10 point favorites going into this game. You guys are riding a wave of a seven to one season. I think I already know the answer here, but how are you doing today, Drew? <laughs> uh, I, I'm doing pretty well. I think most Illini fans, maybe the the lunatic fringe, are still a little like they're just waiting for the bottom to fall out. But I think yeah. for the most part, you know, like ninety ish percent of us, like this is far more than anything we could have anticipated. I mean. If you just said at the beginning yeah. of the year, if you, just, if you just told me in July, this team's going to have seven wins, like, and just leave it at that, I'd have been like, <laughs> sign me up. And now it's like eight and four is like the floor for this team. It's just, it's been a really fun season in a sport where we don't normally have a lot of fun. So it's been great. No kidding. That leads right into my next question here is obviously, hey, you are in a great mood, uh, but just like a general pulse of the fan base is it that feeling where like the bottom's gonna fall out is it just hey all hunky-dory we're gonna enjoy the ride while it goes or is it like oh no we're a real football school we have aspirations of indianapolis or bust right now those are three different ways to look at it but what is like the overwhelming favorite yeah i i think there's and i'm i'm certainly as cynical as jaded as it comes so there's still a you know there's still a part of me in my head that's like we're Illinois fans. We don't have nice things happen. Like what, like sure. what catastrophe is going to befall us here. That's going to you know stop us from attaining this goal and keeping this thing going. But um, I think generally speaking, this has been a really, really pleasant surprise. Um, admittedly, I was not a huge fan of the Beatle Mahire when it first happened. Yeah. Um, just, just like, yeah, it just seemed kind of lazy. Like it's another retread, a guy that's, yeah. It just seemed very safe. Yeah. And you know, maybe that was counter to the Lovey Smith hire, which is very splashy, very risky, and so you're trying to hedge a little bit. Um, but there were certainly more, you know, quote unquote, attractive names that we wanted to yeah. see them pursue. Uh, I've totally flipped on it. I mean, he's clearly got the buy-in from his players. He's hired really good assistant coaches. The OC offensive coordinator last year, that didn't work out. So, you know, got rid of Tony Peterson, has brought in Barry Lunny from UTSA. He's paired really nicely with Brett Bielema. And Ryan Walters, the DC, is just 
I mean, he's in God mode right now. I mean, he is just, he's the talk of the town. Like he's probably the hottest assistant coach on the market right now. Like, Oh yeah. Any head coaching conversation is probably going to start with him or he's going to be very high on a lot of lists, which as an Illini fan makes me nervous. Sure. Right. Um, Yeah. But but he, but he's certainly deserved with the work that he's done with a group that he mostly inherited. A lot of these guys are not guys that Brett Bielema recruited around. Well, these are a lot of Lovey Smith's holdovers and the work that he's been able to do with them to turn them into this elite unit. It's really phenomenal. So, just the long winded answer to your question is most fans I think are very, very happy. Yeah. Totally. And a lot of us are like Indianapolis, let's go. It's like two hours from champagne. We can make that work. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go. That's amazing. And hopefully, you know, like it could also be Ohio state in that championship game. And not just because that would mean Michigan's not going, but also like, no. I think OSU would just kind of be bored by it. I don't know. Whereas a fan base like you guys would, I would feel Lucas oil. I yeah. Think, I guess that's considerably. I guess that's the kind of thing that worries me. Maybe worry is not the right word, but it's like Ohio State, like that's a business trip for them, right? Like that's kind of, that's, kind that's of. Their, yeah. That's what <laughs> right. they expect every single year. Yeah. So like last year and they didn't get there, it's like that's a disappointment. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, what a world to live in where, you know, an 11 win season's sad. Um, but, that's the world that they live in. And so I think for Illinois, like I don't want to get trapped in this. Hey, we're just happy to be there. Anything else that happens is great. You know, I think, you know, we've already hit a lot of those benchmarks that we would have expected Illinois or thought Illinois could hit. Now, in my opinion, it's like, can we really be disappointed if they go like nine and three, but it feels that way now with how good they've been. It's like, Man, now if they lose a game, it's like what like what went wrong for us to lose the game versus, you know, six, seven weeks ago at Indiana, we're like, oh, here we go again. Same old stuff. Sure. Yeah. That feels like it was 10 years ago. Man, look at you guys. And like, look, I'm gonna ask your just broad view of this game coming up this Saturday. But first, I I seem to laugh at myself um i need to call myself out in a way but then again i'm not completely incorrect about what i said during the offseason because building up to this season look michigan state 11 win season peach bowl champions a lot of momentum going in the summer felt really high about this game and we get the question on this podcast a lot like hey what games are you worried about i said every single time i was asked a question illinois is gonna be a trap game it's going to be after an emotional game against Michigan, physical game against Michigan. And then you're going to go into Champaign and probably as maybe a top 20 team, you have to stave off a trap game. Now, with that said, I was correct that it is a trap game, that it does involve a top 20 team, that it is going to be after an emotional Michigan-Michigan State game. Now, with that said, Drew, Boy, did I kind of get the teams mixed up here. Um, oh, yikes. As yeah. well, I'll say it again. 10-point underdogs. Does this game even feel trappy for you guys? Or are things going so well over in Illinois? And are you looking up at East Lansing and seeing that things are going so not necessarily well up here? Is the confidence kind of there for you guys? Yeah. I mean, for me, it is. I think a lot of us at the Champagne Room kind of feel the same way. Like, mm-hmm. Michigan's the only game the rest of the way. Illinois is not going to be favored to win. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would, 
I felt this way, you know, kind of before all the suspensions and all that stuff went down, you know, in the aftermath of the Michigan game, like just based on what we'd seen on the field from the Spartans, I felt like this version of Illinois as presently constructed, I don't want to say shouldn't be worried, but I'm not overly concerned that they would lose that game just because of how consistently they've played over the past couple of months. So, I mean, could there, you know, could there be some let up? Sure. Nebraska was doing some good things against Illinois last week and then Casey Thompson got hurt and it totally shifted. Yeah. So, I mean, if you make a couple of big plays, you get, you know, hot quarterback play. I think anything's possible. Um, but as far as, you know, sensing dread or gloom, um, I, I'm pretty confident that, that Illinois is not going to overlook anybody, you know, in years past, we'd say we're not good enough to overlook anybody. Like Eastern Michigan came to Champaign and beat Illinois a couple of years ago. And that's just not something that should ever happen ever. Um, So is it possible? Sure. I mean, that's a big point spread. If you're into that kind of thing, Maybe you're saying, okay, maybe I'll take the spread. Maybe Michigan State can keep it within a couple of scores. Um, but it's based on what we've seen on the field, uh, the consistency that Illinois had on offense and the performance that defense has put up. Um, I would expect Illinois to win. I don't think that's, you know, being overly confident or cocky. I think it's just no. it's fair to expect that. Yeah. yeah. Look, it's not like you guys are 10-point underdogs saying that. Like, just like you said. 10 points is a smattering of points. Uh, if you're not into gambling at all, let me just tell you just the way Drew just told it to you. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's a steep, steep. That's a big spread. I mean, yeah. You see an Alabama points. game and they're like a 25 point favorite. And you're always like, I don't know, man, Alabama's good, but 25 <laughs> points is a lot of points. Like maybe yeah. I could make some money taking the, the plus 25. Um, so, I mean, it, again, anything's possible. And yeah. you know, maybe this is something more for you, but like that, you know, the brawl, the fracas after Michigan, like that could do one of two things, right? It could either totally yes. unravel your team yeah. and further, you know, take them down the disappointing road they've been on, or it's something like this is a wake up call. It's a chance to fire them up. You just, you never know. You never know oddly forged the team together, you know, a calculated brawl with calculated suspensions and maybe criminal charges. Hey, you know what, That's whatever like, gets the... Yeah, it's like the coach getting teed up, right? It's like, sure, exactly. I'm going to yeah, do yeah. this right now because this is the time they need it. And then yeah. they're going to rally. And yeah, exactly. See, uh, you know what, if, if it works fine, if that's what it takes to make a Duke's Mayo bowl this year for Michigan state, fine, whatever. I'll, I'll take anything at this point. I, whatever. We will be back with Drew. In a hot second. Great conversation so far. This has been awesome. But we just have to talk everyone's ear off about Simply Safe. That's right. We're talking the top home security system. And gang, let's sit down here because I got a fun fact for you. Actually, it's not so fun. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's not such a fun fact. But luckily, hey, our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today. Half off. Half off. I'm going to say that again. 50% off, half off. Enjoy the advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday 
season. Simply Safe was just named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report for a third year in a row. That's right, it's a three-peat for Simply Safe. And Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you and only you when the threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, other threats to your home. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off of any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. This is the biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. And quite frankly, there is no person to talk Illinois football with than Drew Pastoric of Oski Talk, the Champagne Room, busy guy over there. Speaking of busy people that represent Illinois, uh, okay, the defense is out of control. Outstanding for Illinois. Really quick, um, look, I went through some of these stats yesterday, late in the show. I'll rehash them just to paint a picture of how crazy Illinois' defense has been this year. They've given up six touchdowns all season, not just this month, not just last few, six touchdowns all season, 8.9 points per game. Both are obviously the best in the nation. Second best run defense in the nation at yards per game. Second best pass defense at yards per game. Best in the nation at opposing completion percentage of 44%. What on earth? 15 interceptions, which is also the best in the nation. And oh yeah, just to sprinkle something on top. Second most amount of sacks in the Big Ten. Drew, I have a really well thought out question for you right here. You ready for this one? Sure. How? How? (laughs) I mean, why? First of all, how? you're like, just, are you looking off my legal pad here? Ah, I have this, look at that. I was going to pamper you with all this stuff, and it's like, I, Bang. who needs my I notes? Hit, it's fine. I hit your bingo um, card. There we go. <laughs> I I really think, and we, we sort of alluded to it before, but, um, you know, Ryan Walters, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I don't know. I can't put some, like, you hear me talking, right? I can't I even it. really explain it. I oddly get it. The, yes. buy-in, <laughs> the buy-in's been great. I mean, Illinois is known for having really good, like, strength and conditioning coaches, too. So that's part of it. Um, but it's just, like, the scheme really works. Like, he was doing a three-three-five for a while, which you don't see a lot of that. Usually it's, like, you know, four-three-three-four, something like that. Sure. He's gone more to, like, the traditional schemes lately, I think, just based on the teams they're playing against which is also something you don't get a lot. You have a lot of the stubborn coaching, like, this is my system. This is my system. Um, They're just – they're really good at all of the position groups. I mean, you look at DBs. Devin Witherspoon is a dude, an unranked recruit in 2019. Like, not three-star, not, you know, the 35th best player in his state. Like, unranked. And he's probably going to be a first round draft pick now. Like he's just, he's just been amazing. He's been a revelation. You know, you got linebackers, you know, Seth Coleman's really emerged lately as kind of a hybrid, you know, D end linebacker. Uh, Tariq Barnes has been really good. Gabe Ackes, a true freshman is just a game wrecker. Um, he's like 18 years old and he's six, three and two sixty five, And he's just, an enormous mountain of a man. And you've got the, the law firm, Newton and Randolph up front, you know, on the, uh, in the trenches there, both doing 
really great things, super athletic for guys that are, you know, huge, you know, I, I'm a bears fan. So maybe this doesn't compute for a lot of people watching the show, but you know, back in the day, like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, they had uh, Ted Washington and Keith trailer on their D line. And it was like, Oh, you've got this guy who's 350. And then this guy next to him who's 350. And they're both going to kill your quarterback. Um, it's just awesome. kind of how they have that vibe. Keith Randolph was like a high school basketball player and he's six, four and 330 pounds. It's just, it's insane. Like they just have a bunch of really good guys, um, you know, dotted all over the place. There's not one, you know, weak area. Mm -hmm. And then um, Brett Bielema has said that Ryan Walters, you know, he's got a play sheet, but it's all in his head, you know, he doesn't have the giant, you know, Waffle House menu right? <laughs> yeah. and all the lingo. Like it's yeah. the size of an index card and he's got all these things in his head and yeah. somehow it's gone from his brain to his lips and it's just been communicated expertly well. They're very sound tackling. They're very well disciplined. They just, they know where they need to be all the time. And, you know, they play man to man, which you would think play man to man defense Oh, we're going to get burned. We're going to give up 250, 300 passing yards a game. And they just don't. They just yeah. always seeming to be in the right place at the right time. And that's, you know, they, they are ball hawks, which they kind of got that from, from Lovey Smith. And they've just kept that going. It's really hard to describe. Like, I don't know what one thing or what things have happened, but the messaging has obviously been there. I, like I, for those listening on the pod and can't see, I, I, I'm just dejected as you're talking about this great defensive coordinator. You're getting disciplined from the play. That must be nice. That must be awesome. Good for I'm really happy for you. That's great. Um, oh, and I'm going to be a little nerdy and say, um, technically it's uh, eight point eight eight points nah, per game. Crap. Shoot. <laughs> Got to give you some demerits for that too. I, just just a little bit. Just you were close. You were close. I assure you, two hundredths of a. Uh, that, that's not. That is two. That is eight, eight, eight. That is unbelievable. That is seventy-one points allowed in eight games. Disgusting. Like it's, it's disgusting. It's filthy. I mean, God. no, we're we're kind of at the end of spooky season now, but I've Are made a lot of jokes about <laughs> Brett Bielema being like a sorcerer, and that he's an exorcist. All these like past opponents that Illinois has had, like they didn't beat Iowa for like twenty years. Didn't beat Wisconsin yeah. in Wisconsin yeah. for 20 years. Hadn't beaten uh, – they hadn't beaten uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota in the same season since 83. And it's like oh. they're just – he's got some cauldron. He's like stirring and, you know, citing incantations or something <laughs> to make this work. Like he's got wow. some voodoo doll and he just keeps poking pins in it. I don't know. It's it's great. It's been, it's been fun to see. Um you know, we're not a traditional power by any stretch. This is like the third, the third best season they've had in 20 years. Man. Um, so it's it's really been a marvel. It's been a revelation, really. And you know, I want to get to the offensive side of the ball here, but really quick, I, I do have one question about something that Ryan Walters said. Uh, I believe it was in Monday's press conference, maybe Tuesday. I don't know. My days are all sorts of jacked up right now. He said that Michigan State's offensive line is going to be the best offensive line unit they play this year. Now, as someone that has watched Michigan State's offensive line play all year, and as you know, many of our viewers and listeners have watched the same unit, 
it could be one of three things. It could be one, okay, uh, your coach just doesn't want his unit to be overlooking Michigan State. Number two, you guys have must have had a really bad schedule where you guys haven't faced a great offensive line. <laughs> or number three, he's on psychedelics and is just watching a completely different team that wears green and white when he's crunching film. What one of those three do you think the option is? Like, have you guys faced really bad offensive lineups to this point? Or well, I don't know if it's bad offensive lines, but certainly Wisconsin's been down this year. Yeah. They've already lost yeah. a coach, right? Not uh, good. Yep. <laughs> right. Nebraska is Nebraska-ing again. Um, and Iowa, which normally just pumps out NFL offensive linemen like four at a time. Yeah. They've had a couple yeah. of iffy years, though. And Linderbaum was there last year, but the O-line's not been as good as it has been. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess you could point to that and say – the coaches are not overlooking anybody. They're just showing respect for an opponent, as you sure. would expect most coaches to do. They're not going to roll in there and say, Michigan State, <laughs> screw these sacks. guys. You know, right. <laughs> right. They're, just, they're just a roadblock. They're just a road <laughs> bump on the way to Indianapolis. Like, uh, maybe? I mean, I don't know. I feel like everyone feels like – I feel like everyone in the Big Ten has got a – a bunch of guys that are six four and three twenty five. Yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't know what that means. I don't know. I admittedly I haven't seen enough of Michigan State, you know, to know if the O line's bad, good, in between. Like I don't really know. I mean, I, I know they've they've given up a lot of sacks. I think so. That's that's been kind of a a weak part, but it's not great. I would attribute it to probably Ryan Walters just. Showing respect to an opponent, not you know wanting to keep it, wanting to keep his guys in check and keep them you know motivated, sure. keep the uh, eyes on the prize. All right, I'll tip my cap to him there. There we go. So good motivator, great defensive coordinator. Look at that. And I got to share really quick news about a great topic. Speed and greatness right now. So Drew, I got to say goodbye to you really quick because I'm talking people's ear off about sweat block wipes. That's right. You've heard me talk up and down about this product the last few weeks. Look. Very, very, very nerve-wracking games happen on Saturday. Or, hey, as we're coming up to the basketball season, we've been sitting through some basketball games in recent memory that have us perspiring. Or are they going to make us perspire? Not with sweat block. That's right. All those nerve-wracking games, I am one dry guy. The shirt is not taking on any sweat because, look, you apply sweat block wipes. Bada-bean, bada-boom. It works up to seven days per use. That's what you get out of a doctor-created, doctor-recommended product right there. They are your little secret to confidence as well because they are just very easy to store on the go, in your pocket, in your purse, in your wallet. Hey, you know what? Keep it wherever. Apply it when you need to. Seven days of protection. Save 20% off as well on sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON. That's two words. Locked on. One more time. Save 20% off with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. Drew, you're back. You did not leave. I can't believe it. Look at this. Uh, kept you here for all three segments. Look at us go. And look at your offense go too, because look, hey, the, the, they're not putting up, you know, crazy world beating numbers like the defense, but they're holding their own so far this year. Obviously, enough to be seven and one. What is the strength of this offense? Is it that run game with that outstanding running back you guys have? Or, hey, is the passing game getting a little frisky for you guys too? Well, I think you have to start with Chase Brown. Absolutely. I mean, he's he's putting together no a phenomenal year. 100 yards every game this season. Yep. 1208 on the year. 
leading rusher in the country still. Um, legit Heisman contender. I think he's got to be in that conversation, especially with the year Illinois is having. Sure. Number one in rushing yards, number one in yards after contact, number two in missed tackles forced, which I didn't even realize was an analytic thing to look at, but sure. Doing very well in that. Sure. We'll go with it. Um, so, and it's interesting because at the start of the year, we were talking a lot about Chase Brown, but also Josh McCray. Um, last year as a true freshman, had a really good season, had 500-some yards. He was a nice compliment to Chase Brown. And, you know, going into the season, we're thinking, we know Chase Brown's good, but to have this team at its sort of peak level of performance, we're going to need both guys. You know, Chase Brown is really, really good, but those short yardage situations, those, you know, you know, can he do that? You know, up the middle, he's more, can he, is he more the East West guy? Josh McCray, 6'1", 240 pounds. Like that's a huge weapon to have, you know, it's a lot of man. Yeah. He's your CJ Duckett for a Sparty yeah. reference. There you hey, go. Hey, look at that. Um, and Josh McCray played the first game against Wyoming and didn't play again until Nebraska on Saturday. So man. he's done all this without really a true handcuff or compliment in the backfield. Like he's been getting, I think 100 and, 103, 104 carries somewhere in that ballpark the last three weeks. Still getting his 100 yards. Um, has not gotten into the end zone as much, which I think is the one thing we're looking at in terms of Heisman. You know, yeah, he doesn't have 15 touchdowns or 18 touchdowns. Like he doesn't have the the scoring numbers to to complement the rushing yards. Uh, but he's fantastic. He's gotten a lot better as a receiver as well. He's worked on his hands quite a bit. So he's been a very valuable kind of dual threat guy. Uh, but I do want to talk about the passing game because I think it's Please been do. overlooked because of how great Chase Brown's been. Yeah. Tommy DeVito has been absolutely stellar coming in from Syracuse. Um, I know that the term game manager gets kind of a, a bad rap. I mm. think he's exceeded that. He's performed better than what a game manager would do, but he's playing pretty much mistake-free football, only two picks the whole season. Uh, I want to say 12 touchdowns. Let me check real quick. Uh, Yeah, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions. He's completing almost 73% of his passes. Um, Very low risk. You know, he's not taking a a lot of chances down the field. Uh, So if you want to give that – game manager moniker to him. I suppose it's, it's fair. Um, but it's what I don't think this offense yeah. is anywhere nearly as successful without Tommy DeVito. Um, I don't know if you saw the Iowa game, but when DeVito got injured and Art Sikowski was in his stead, Illinois was struggling to move the ball. Um, yeah. So he just, DeVito just has a, a, a feel for the offense. He's got, you know, control of it. Obviously his teammates trust him. He spreads the ball around to a lot of different guys. Illinois has three legit wide receivers. Pat Bryant is more of the downfield, you know, big play guy. Bryant Hightower is your guy similar to uh, Joshy Matterbebe was a couple of years ago. Ooh, nice, call, nice me, pullback. Yeah. Give me any nightmares on that from the Michigan State game at 19. But, you know, the guy that's no, gonna, I'm over totally. Yeah. Guy that's going to go in traffic and, and grab a lot of contested balls. Uh, and then uh, Isaiah Williams is 
the kind of do everything guy. He's going to get free in space, make guys miss. You know, he's the guy you throw the bubble screens to or those short, you know, slant routes to. And then he takes off and had a really nice touchdown early in the Nebraska game where he got like three yards of open space, turned field, and he was down the sideline 46 yards for a touchdown. So they have three guys that are really good wideouts and are very good at different things. And that adds some dynamic qualities to the offense. As you alluded to, they're not Ohio State. They're not scoring 50 points a game. They don't have seven NFL guys right. you know, backing up their existing NFL guys. They don't have those guys. But it's a very efficient, very effective offense for what Brett Bielema wants to do. He wants to do that ball control thing. Oh, yeah. Control the clock, control the line of scrimmage, lots of time of possession, limiting the opposing team's chances to score. And DeVito is the right guy to do that. He's found his guys. He's found them often. He can make plays with his feet as well. He's got some escapability there too. So uh, I I love Chase Brown. He's been fantastic. He deserves all his flowers. But don't overlook Tommy DeVito. He, he has been a, a big difference maker for the team so far. All I could do is laugh when you're talking about Brett Bielmaball, you know, time of possession, control of the trenches. Uh, great. Just everything that MSU is struggling with this year. That's fantastic. <laughs> this say, plays there, is a, <laughs> there is a critique for this offense. If there is something that they've needed to work please, on, please. it would be the, uh, the red zone offense. I don't want to be super okay. homer and be like, there's, they have no flaws at all. Uh, you, you are seven and one though. So like, it is understandable. It's not like you're the, walking in here like three and four yeah, yeah. and all this. Yeah. yeah. The red zone offense has struggled in terms of scoring touchdowns. Uh, 29 out of 36 on the year, which is pretty good, pretty effective. Uh, but only 15 of those have been touchdowns. So gotcha. Uh, they've been kicking a lot of field goals, which might win against Minnesota or Iowa or maybe Michigan state. Um, against a Michigan or an Ohio State or down the road a, a team like, you know, in a bowl situation, if you're playing a team like a Clemson or an Oregon or someone like that. Sure. Goals probably aren't going to get the job done. Uh, yeah. I mean, you've got, a, you've got a tight end that we are somewhat familiar with and, and Daniel Barker that might help mm. us in the red zone. Uh, maybe they yeah. need that yeah. dynamic <laughs> catching tight end in the, in the end zone to help us out there. But um, – other than that, I mean, it's a very good offense. They just they need to get better about finishing in that you know those goal to go situations. And also, too, really quick before signing off here, I, I'm just happy to see Tommy DeVito thriving at Illinois, just from like a safety aspect. In his sophomore yeah, junior year, yeah. combined 64 sacks at Syracuse. This year, just 12 sacks. It, it, it's got it's got to be great for him to not get crunched like he's in a car accident every five seconds. On yeah. Saturday. So it's just, nice yeah. And I think that's, um, I don't, I feel like BTN or ESPN, they, they've mentioned that at times during the oh. games that yeah. that was one of the selling points. You know, Brad Beatle was like, Hey, yeah. we're going to be protected. Yeah. We've got an O line. <laughs> You're not going to have that situation every week. Like you can yeah. come in here and you can make these plays and do what you did the first couple of years of your career without getting killed every week. And O line's been great. Um, brought in a couple of really nice transfers um, from the uh, the JUCO realm. Isaiah Adams at left guard, Zy Chrysler at right guard. I think Chrysler, when he came in, was like 6'6 and like 3'80 or something. He's That's down big. a little bit. 
he's down to like 330 or 340 now, but he was just like like engulfing people when he first came in. So yeah. they've really done a good job with the offensive line. You've got a good mix of pass and run blocking. Again, it's it's a Brett Bielema thing. Like he knows both those sides in the trenches how to make those work. So no good problem. offensive line, sound quarterback play, you know, a dominant running game to this point. Can't really – if that's not complimentary football, I don't really know what is. No, fresh out of ideas. Yeah, that's <laughs> it right there, man. No no doubt about that. Well, Drew, I can't thank you enough for your time. Look, on this show, we've been pretty lucky with a lot of great crossover episodes, previewing games. But, man, this 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 one was awesome. This one's going to hold a special place in my heart. Regardless of what happens Saturday, we'll see. We'll stay tuned. But, uh, Drew, where can the fine people find you? Are you anywhere on social media? Can people come scream at you or agree with you? I welcome all the screaming. I welcome the hate. Let it flow. I love it. Perfect. That's what Twitter is for, right? uh, Amen. That's That's right. The Twitter.com was invented for. uh, Anonymously shouting at other people that can't do anything to you. Uh, uh, So the Twitter handle is my last name backwards, Karatsip. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Clever little clover am I. Um, And... uh, Champagne Room is the website, uh, Champagne underscore room. Let me make sure I get that right. I don't want to get yeah. my a doctor or something like that. So uh, <laughs> type in um, some iteration of that, it'll pop off. Yeah. Oski Talk is the podcast, O-S-K-E-E. Um, and then you search for Champagne Room on Twitter, will pop up there. Um, you know, that's the uh, SB Nation site for the Fighting Illini. So lots of great stuff there to wet your whistle. And uh, yeah, good stuff. There we go. Awesome. And gang, you already know we will be back tomorrow. We'll be back late Saturday night, potentially. That's the target, at least, to record a post-game show. Hopefully, it'll be good. But regardless, even if it goes south, hey, catch us here at Locked on Spartans. Until then, you guys are the best. Love you all. Go Green. Let's go.